Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Here. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Ellis head up, finds Debo, there's the tip for Brazil. Hammer time! Hogs are going to dribble it out. Old Dominion's not going to foul. It's been an entertaining ball game. It has been an entertaining game at Bud Walton Arena tonight. Jeff Jones and his Old Dominion team came to play. They gave Arkansas pretty good rumble tonight. 86 to 77. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a wide-open Wednesday, folks. So anything and everything in the sports world that you want to talk about, let's talk about it. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. And get after us in the Asher Record Live Fan Feedback after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And today, going to be uh, pretty loaded with some basketball guests because in the 2 o'clock hour, we're going to have Pat Bradley. Thanks to Motorsports Authority. Get his thoughts and opinions on what's going on with basketball as well as, I'm sure, some other things. And then in the 3 o'clock hour, we're going to have Razorback guard L. Ellis. He was unable to join us on Monday, but made some things move around. And instead, we're going to have him today. So, big game out of him on Monday night. And looking forward to him joining us in the 3 o'clock hour. Thanks to Matt Black, All-State Insurance. And anytime that you can talk to him about a nice little game that he had with 17 points, 8 assists, and 0 turnovers, it's always going to be really fun, too. But they got a big game coming up this Friday against UNC Greensboro. So I'm sure we'll have uh, some thoughts and opinions on that as well. And uh, we'll try to give you some updates on everything going on uh, with the NFL, with college football, with Razorback football, too, and uh, also, some NBA uh, craziness that happened last night. But uh, here we are, just uh, I guess at this point in time, about a week away from Thanksgiving. And I was talking with Randy Rainwater after our show yesterday, Joe, that uh, he he was he was almost baffled and saying, "Oh man," he's like, "Thanksgiving's next week." He's like, "Wait, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's the week after." He goes, "No, it is next week." And so it's like that's how close we are to Thanksgiving because I feel like once we get to the point of Thanksgiving, then the December month is just all about the holiday season, all about closing up and uh, getting ready for that holiday season. It gets cold. It gets a thing where everyone starts looking forward to the next year. And it also gets crazy in the sports world, too, where still got NFL, got coaching changes, bowl games, conference championships, all of those things happening. So it's just amazing how close we are to Thanksgiving and when the year will be in before we know it. Yeah, once we get to Thanksgiving, then Christmas will be here in just a matter of time. It's going to fly by. And, uh, and then we will have to get ready for the next year. But yeah, this is a good time for sports going on because there's a lot of crossover still. And uh, NBA in-season tournament is going on, and everybody looks forward to those Christmas Day games. But there's already already been uh, plenty of excitement around the in-season tournament. Uh, there have uh, been a few teams that have stood out. The Lakers are one of those teams that's standing at the top of uh, their group. And um, it goes not only by wins and losses, but you have to factor in points. And the Lakers are at plus 30. They are 
really playing well in these games that they have for the end season tournament. Well, I know from uh, last night, and at least from the NBA side of things too, seeing Draymond Green uh, put Rudy Gobert in a headlock and didn't seem to want to let go, and that of course caused a scuffle from a uh, different scuffle where Clay Thompson and as well as a uh, Draymond Green and a few others were ejected, and it was uh, kind of a, a weird sight and. Yeah, you know, listen. I, we all know about like Draymond Green and his what he's known for in his past, and uh, kind of can be some consider a dirty player. But man, that was one of the longest uh, times I've seen somebody get put in a in a headlock. Then I've seen it's like you don't see WWE have guys put in a headlock for that long. It didn't seem like he wanted to let go. But what a bad look and what a, just a weird move in, in that situation to protecting his teammate. So there's a. Uh... There's something to that where he saw that Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert may have been trying to play peacemaker, but he goes in and grabs Klay Thompson like he was about to grab him around the neck trying to pull him away. So Draymond goes and takes up for his teammate. Now, that was an in-season tournament game for those two teams, and you take two of the best players off the floor for the Warriors, and Klay Thompson and Draymond, the Timberwolves come away with a big win. Yeah. I guess I just look at it as I understand protecting your teammate, but like getting someone in a headlock and really not letting go, I don't know. It feels like it's a, it's a little bit more than that. It feels like it's a little bit more personal than that. But, yeah, it, that was a weird thing, and uh, I'm sure that uh, at some point in time we'll hear if there's any additional punishments that will be handed down. We see uh, things what like happened. that that happened during the course of the game. That happened before any team ever scored in the game. It <laughs> yeah. was 0-0 at the time that all that happened and, and took place. Yeah, well, it just, uh, I, I like the, the reactions that a lot of people had, and uh, I even saw, uh, I guess, uh, actually, you know, we can just go ahead and play it. Patrick Beverly, uh, he has his whole podcast, and P-Bev, of course, uh, has some connections there with the Timberwolves, and a lot of people were criticizing Carl Anthony Towns because he, he didn't seem to really do anything when Rudy Gobert was in a headlock by Draymond Green, and he just almost like mean-munged him, and uh, Patrick Beverly was uh, kind of giving him a what's what about how uh, he didn't like really what Cat uh, was uh, doing, or at least how he was reacting into that. Cat bogus as hell. What? No, 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 no. Cat's no. bogus. Yeah, he's bogus, man. Cat <laughs> bogus, man. Straight up. And Ant was back there too. And Draymond knew too. Don't nobody <laughs> like Rudy anyway. That was a perfect moment to do it. Like that we choke Rudy ass. And he did not let go. No, you, a person choke you like that, don't let go. That, that shit was built up. But Daniels. then I see Cat make a, a mean mug face like. But then you ain't doing shit. Choke Draymond back. So now, if I'm Draymond, I, yeah, I check they, I choke they center, and they homies didn't do nothing. If we play y'all in the playoff, oh, Cat, I ain't worried about you. You didn't even help your homie. So how can he rectify this? Can't. So what? And you can't even, like, try to get your get back. So what? The whole world, I'm saying. Thanks, Cat. Uh, he in the game. Oh, he's still playing? He didn't get... He didn't do, he didn't do shit. Fuck, why would he get booed? He didn't do shit. <laughs> Cat, no. F*** that. I taught you better than that. So we got people have, uh, being funny about it, but yeah, he's just uh, I, if somebody if somebody had my teammate in a headlock, and it's like you're sitting there and it's like all right, let go, and it goes on and on. It's like I'm probably going to be starting doing something else to them. Like I'm I'm swinging at them or something because it's like there's a certain way where it's like hey, if you wanted to get him out and you know get him off, that's one thing. But when you're holding on to him and you keep trying to get him off and he doesn't, then you know uh, I, I, I don't know if you want to square up on somebody, but. Not doing anything like what Carl Anthony Towns did, and that's where Patrick Beverly was kind of like, man, you lost it, and you can't get that back, can't get that respect back for Pat it. Bev commenting about it, you think if Pat Bev, if that's a situation where his teammates, it's not even about the teammates, but, you know, talking about Draymond defending his teammates, then Pat Bev would have done the exact same thing that Draymond, and maybe more, but that's just what you do. They, those are the type of players that have that mentality. Pat Bev, Draymond, Dylan Brooks. There are certain guys around the league that have that type of mentality, and you expect them to be in that mix. And that's why they may get punished more or penalized more simply because they have a certain type of reputation to begin with. Well, and I also think it's funny because, if, say, if it was a teammate of, like, if it was Carl, if Carl Anthony Towns wasn't there and it was Patrick Beverly in the position of Carl Anthony Towns. You know, I think Pat, Pat Bev's probably you know doing something, you know, taking swings, doing doing headlocks, whatever it is. But uh, yeah, that was 
that was just a weird deal. And, you know, I know people are making jokes like, oh, you know, uh, Draymond, he just wanted to get kicked out because Steph wasn't playing. You know, he's the best player wasn't playing, so he always gets kicked out when those games happen. That was what Jaden McDaniel said. That was the comment he said. He was trying to be funny, but that was what he said. Yeah, well, maybe there's some truth to it anyways. But, so, yeah, it was uh, kind of a crazy night for that. And I know I uh, also had some college basketball happen last night. Really good game. Uh, it's between Kansas and Kentucky, which uh, I honestly forgot about it going into it. That that was going to be uh, one of those games that uh, you see at high level, and uh, at this point in time, it's up in Chicago. And Kentucky actually had a lead for the most of the game, but then Kansas ended up pulling away. And Hunter Dickinson, a guy that a lot of people remember at a transfer portal, even Michigan, he's not Kansas, but uh, he had a really nice game, and they were able to take care of his business there too. So yeah, had some good college basketball from last night. And especially with uh, Hunter Dickinson, which we know everybody was hoping to get his services when he was entering into the transfer portal. But when you're going up against a quality Kentucky team and you're able to finish uh, with a mere 27 points and 21 rebounds, as well as three steals, yeah, that's, uh, that's it seems like he was worth all the money that they paid for when it comes to, comes to NIL. But, uh, yeah, a couple, uh, couple of good games. And it's just funny because, again, this was always like an SEC Big 12 challenge game, and that doesn't exist anymore. But it's almost like, ah, we're still going to find a way to get Kansas and Kentucky to play once again. Oh, they play this game every year, though. They, this same tournament, you have those same four teams every year that match up. And it's, for the most part, it's good each and every year. Sometimes you have some blowout situations. But you think about, like, Kansas being the number one team overall and Kentucky being lower ranked. They are in the top 25, but... They're not as high as we have seen in years, and that game came down to the end. Yeah, again, quality game, and just a back-and-forth one that uh, kind of gives vibes of uh, possible two teams that could be into the Final Four. But, yeah, there was there was that. and It's amazing watching uh, DJ Wagner also, because you think about DeWan Wagner, it doesn't seem like he played that long ago. Right. And then here it is, his son is on the team for Kentucky, and um, looking like he's going to be a one-and-done, so... He could possibly be in the NBA next year. His dad wasn't there long ago, and then his grandfather even played in the NBA. So you're talking about three generations of Wagners. You see, that makes me feel older than anything is when I start to see players that I remember watching them play in college or whatever, and then I see and hear about their sons now being like on a team. Like That's like, oh, gosh. Like that, re- that really impacts me. Even to the ex- extent of like when, I guess, was it Darren McFadden's son that's being recruited out of Illinois? Diesel? Diesel McFadden? Like really? He's like he's about to play college ball. He's like getting to that point. It's, I mean, that's just the way it is sometimes. But I feel like yeah, that's the quickest way to make me feel older is when you know start hearing about those players and their kids now playing and you know have being able to. I'm sure people feel the same way about like was it uh, with Dion and you know seeing his son play and uh, his family. Like it's it's going to happen. It's pretty apparent. But yeah, it just always impacts me in a weird way when that. There happens. was a unique moment that was caught on uh, NFL Films where. D.K. Metcalf and Logan Thomas at the end of the game. Logan Thomas goes to D.K. Metcalf and says, man, keep doing your thing. I love what you do. My son admires you. He said he's built just like you. He's 15 years old. And uh, he said, you know, that may not mean anything to you, but just want to let you know that D.K. Metcalf told him right away. He's like, we'll take this jersey. He's like, I'm going to sign this jersey. Give it to him. Logan Thomas is like, no, nah, you know, I wasn't even asking for that. He's like, no, take the jersey, give it to him, because that that does mean something to me. I mean, that's yeah, those are the cool moments too. I think it was it? I think it was in Hard Knocks also when I forget which player it was for the Jets that came up to Aaron Rodgers like, man, I grew up being a fan of yours, like saying I loved you as a kid. He's like, watch you play. He's like, oh my gosh. He's like, man, don't don't tell me that. Don't tell me that because it just they start getting to that point. Yeah, you get older, and sometimes some of these rookies end up playing. Uh, Playing with these guys, uh, I think it was a Garrett Wilson. I think it was was the one that was was mentioning it. Maybe I don't know, but anyways, it's still pretty funny to to have those reactions too. But it's a wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds, folks. We will have some Razorback football to talk about too. Sam Pittman at his SEC teleconference today. We'll get to what he discussed in that, and we want to hear from you. Five zero one six six one one zero three seven is that number to call or text in. More Out of Bounds coming up next. True Service Community Federal Credit Union presents your Razor Hog update every day on Out of Bounds. True Service offers competitive rates on the home of your dreams. Online at trueservice.net. The Eric Musselman Show was last night. Through three games, the Razorbacks are 3-0, but Coach Musselman says there's still room for improvement. Offensively, we have to cut better. 
move the ball a little bit better. We're scoring those points, and we're really not running the ball as fast up the floor as, as we can. So I think we've st- still got more scoring opportunities, but certainly defensively we've got to get better. Arkansas will return to the court on Friday when they host UNC Greensboro. And the Arkansas State men's basketball team got their first win of the season last night, beating Alcorn State 100-86. They were led in scoring by DeAndre Dominguez, who had 18 points on 7 of 10 from the field. They'll play Iowa on Friday. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Is your Oak Lawn a roaring crowd and thundering thoroughbreds? Or is it betting long shots over cold beer and corned beef? For all the reasons we love it, live racing is back at Oak Lawn starting December 8th. Champion thoroughbreds, more race days, and the largest purses in the track's history. Join us for opening day December 8th. Make your reservations now at oaklawn.com. What's your Oak Lawn? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. Pat Bradley joins Out of Bounds every Thursday courtesy of Motorsports Authority to discuss all things sports and so much more. Motorsports Authority has two great locations with hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Check them out online at msastore.com. Pat Bradley from Motorsports Authority on your fun and game station, 1037 The Buzz. Hey, you. Yeah, you. This is your dentist. Do me a favor and feel the front of your teeth. How grimy are they? It's time for a Crest Pro Health reality checkup. That grime is the buildup of plaque bacteria that can cause cavities in just months. You need to switch to Crest Pro Health. While most toothpaste stop working in minutes, Crest Pro Health's antibacterial fluoride protects for up to 12 hours to stop cavities before they start. So pick some up on the way home. Smile. Crest has you covered. When you switch to Boost Mobile, you can get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G and a pretty powerful way to get after it. Like me, Tusi, a man who fell in love with music and fell on hard times. From writing songs in my room to sitting on top of the charts. All because I made poetry out of pain. And I always knew I'd be on the stage singing a favorite song. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone on America's largest 5G networks. Boost Mobile. Get after it. New customers only. Taxes extra. One device per line. 5G not available everywhere. Other restrictions apply. From sales, service, parts, and rental equipment, River Valley Tractor does it all and does it right. Your leading Kubota dealer is right around the corner with five locations throughout Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor, serving Central Arkansas in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, and Pine Bluff. Work smarter this year, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. Online at rivervalleytractor.com. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. Shelter Insurance has award-winning customer service at affordable rates. Plus, our local agents are there to help you understand what coverage you need. See shelter agent Monica Reiners in North Little Rock, Larissa Callie in Bryant, or Chris Allen in Stuttgart. Have a watch party that everyone wants to attend at your house with the best of meats in the business. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Hey, 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 hey! Turn that down, you buckhead! On 103.7 The Buzz. Hurricane before I go insane 
It's Out of Bounds here on a wide open Wednesday. Appreciate everybody listening in uh, this afternoon. If you want in on the conversation, you can call or text in to 501-661-1037, which uh, last night also I refused to watch it. But I guess on the SEC Network is where they had uh, the uh, SEC story of true character, talking about Brandon Burlesworth and uh, Quint Sterner and embodying everything it means to be a Razorback, as they put in the caption and uh, talked about the the 98 game and the, the sternover, if you will, and then the redemption and all of that. So uh, a lot of people were telling me to watch it, but I don't think I can, and I don't think I will. Uh, just too much, too much. Uh, like I was like, man, you guys are putting this out right now. Haven't we suffered enough from when I having to remember that game and that time? Like that was a, that was a rough thing. But uh, heard it was pretty good though last night premiering on SEC Network. It is about what uh, being a Razorback is all about, and those are two guys that you can definitely look to. We know about Brandon Burlesworth and everything he did as far as the work he put in just to be a part of the team and then the player that he became. But, yeah, Sterner gets a lot of credit for the way he's handled that situation, not only at the time, but over the years. He still has to hear about that, and it has been that long ago. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, don't, I mean, I'll never forget it. And That was like my first real sports memory as a kid um, because that was when I really started getting into football and watching it pretty uh, religiously and following along and it was like a great year to start and then you know when that when that play happened just it's like the first time I ever bawled my eyes out after a Razorback football event it was, it was brutal but definitely not the last no no unfortunately because that's uh, I'll tell, tell everybody this too like I'm sure a lot of people had different experiences with it but yeah, my uh, my mom and dad were at the game there in Knoxville. I was not. I was with my grandparents. And me and my brother were just devastated beyond belief. And my dad calls and uh, asked, put me on the phone and says, you know, hey, you know, does it hurt? Is it, you know, is he, you, you sad? Is it, you feel bad? And I was like, yeah, you know, all that. And he's like, well, now you know what it's like to be a Razorback fan. Because, you know, he went through something like that in 1969, you know, when the, the shootout happened. Uh, and that was something that, stuck with him and I was never thought that it would be as true and as resonate as much as it does today. But man, was there a lot of truth in that? <laughs> so it's just funny how it, it works out and who knows, maybe there was uh, parents when they told their kids after the, you know, pop up foul ball or uh, the Reggie fish player or whatever, there may have been more parents that were having to tell their kids, Hey, this is just the way it is as a Razorback fan. You're just going to have to get used to it. So yeah, that wasn't a, that was an unfortunate play, an unfortunate time, and man. And also, I think it was just because I really hated Tennessee. I had a relative of mine that was a Tennessee fan, and they were horrible. And so I, I think that also made it even worse, just because I wanted to beat them so badly. And to be able to do that in, uh, uh, in I guess, what was it called? Uh, Neyland, Neyland Stadium, back when you know 110,000 people were uh, there in that stadium and ended up winning the championship, which was it, was it T. Martin, right? T. Martin, Travis Henry, I think we're on that Tennessee team. Peerless Price, I think, was on that team, too. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, when Arkansas got the redemption game, I guess he technically could have been on the team, too. But wasn't Jamal Lewis on that Tennessee team, I believe? Maybe it was the next year in Witten, I think. So they had Jason a lot of great players. It seemed like he played forever at Tennessee, just like he played forever in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Dude had longevity. Like, yeah, that was back, man. Tennessee, when they had Phil Fulmer, and they were rolling in the late 90s, early 2000s, they had just a ton of talent, ton of high-level talent. And, of course, Peyton Manning heard of him. He was pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, so that that was uh, also pretty devastating with Arkansas having such a big lead and knowing who was, they were going up against and that they could have beaten Tennessee and all that. But the redemption game happened the next year, tearing down the goalpost, and uh, right before the renovations and everything was a pretty great moment as well. So, But, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I don't know if I'll be able to. I still haven't watched the play. I, I've refused to watch that play. I just don't want to deal with it. I had to watch it when I went to the – premiere of the movie Greater up in Northwest Arkansas when it first came out, which was awesome. But uh, I remember they showed that play. And as terrible as it was, it's like I could watch all that other part of the movie and I got emotional and I started crying. But I was like, when that play came up, because they almost like had a actual like television broadcast of it. You know, they didn't recreate it. They actually had like the TV. I was like, I had to put my eyes away. So I couldn't do it. Couldn't watch it. Too devastating. But, uh, but yeah, maybe I'll be coerced into doing it. But I'm just, I like those stories, though whether it's SEC story or 30 for 30 or whatever it is, 
because um, I think they do a really good job on it. ESPN usually does a really good job on it. No matter what it is, they make it captivating and entertaining, and that's something that's You know how relevant. it ends. You know it, mm-hmm. it ends well for the Razorbacks, getting a redemption. Yeah. Because was it SEC Story that did the 40 Minutes of Hell, too, I believe, with Nolan Richardson a few years ago? SEC has done, uh, I don't know if it was Story, but okay. SEC has done, you know, different formats for uh, some of these great stories that are put out. Yeah. Like, I, I would... Uh, I, I remember watching that too, and you know, get to hear from Nolan Richardson and, and the way he talked and everything was was awesome. So again, they, that's really good specials. They may have done a good job there, but yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to be able to look at it once again. Maybe one day. Uh, let's see. Also, uh, some other things going on in the sports world. Uh, we can talk about. I know with Sam Pittman, he had the SEC teleconference today. It's at the point where really I don't even know if people care about the game of FIU or. They should. If they're Razorback fans, they should. Let me rephrase it then. I think that they care enough about it, but it's more like they don't, they're not, it's not their focus. It's like their focus is more on uh, what, what is the status of Sam Pittman? Like, what is, is he going to be the coach? Is he going to stay on? Is he going to be fired? Like, whatever it is. And Bruce Feldman, who, for those of you who don't know, he's one of the, like, well-known college football analyst he's been a writer for a long time he's been at a lot of different uh, outlets but he was actually doing a podcast uh and being an inter- uh, doing an interview and talking about some of the the coaches hot seats and some of the coaches that uh were right there into the mix as far as who would be going on to texas a&m and, and mississippi state and everything well it was uh, with sam con jr who's come on the show before uh he was asked about sam Pittman and what he thought about it and I thought uh, Bruce Feldman had a really interesting take on it. And there was a decent amount of buzz. It was like, ooh, they may be ready to, to make a move at some point this year. Just feeling like, you know what, Oklahoma and Texas are coming in. We got to up our game. So I would not be surprised if there was a change there at the end of the year or even maybe sooner than that. So that was just a small little clip. But uh, he fe- he feels like, and this is a guy that's you know been in the know and has reported, he still feels like that there might be a change by the end of the year. Feels like there is a feeling of that on the hill and, uh, again, I'm, I'm not saying he has. He's, he's coming out and saying that it's going to happen, but uh, for someone who has a pulse on the college football landscape, there may be something to what he has to say. And a lot of those conversations we were talking to Chris Gordy yesterday revolve around the fact that Texas and OU are coming into the conference. Things are going to be different from that standpoint, and it's going to be uh, the playoff is going to be expanded. So we're seeing more changes with college football throughout, and. You know, Chris Gordy was saying that's what led to them ultimately getting rid of Jimbo at Texas A&M because thinking about competing against Texas first and foremost because that's who A&M is always looking across from, but they were in the conference with OU also, so they're looking at both those teams saying they need to be better. Yeah, because, listen, it, it, college football, a lot of sports end up being impacted by other teams and other things that are going on in the league, but college football probably more so than anything gets impacted about, okay, so what, what is the other team in my conference doing? Or what are the other teams, what is my conference doing? What is my college football, the league that I'm in, what are, what are they doing? Like there's just a lot of moving things where, you know, we, we even look back before where, you know, college football has always been a big deal, but so many people would make the comparison that once Nick Saban entered into the college football landscape at Alabama and was being so dominant, that there were a lot more schools and even high-level schools that had a much shorter leash for coaches uh, if they weren't winning national championships, just because Nick Saban was being so dominant, they're like, "Hey, we got to catch him. We got to compete against him." And so, some people felt like that was why they were being, you know, certain coaches who were doing really good or maybe had a good thing going were fired or maybe let go prematurely just because they're trying to catch up to Nick Saban. It's kind of the same thing now with, oh well, Oklahoma and Texas are joining the SEC. We got to get ahead of this a little bit. Or in the case of the playoff, yeah, it's like, wait, the playoff's coming, and we, uh, you know, we won't want to be left behind. Or the NILs here, we don't want to be left behind. We got to make a move. We got to get it going, and so it's just amazing how the landscape of college football can dictate so many decisions and so many things that one school, a part of that college football landscape, can do as far as their future goes. And then there are people on the other side saying that they need to stay put, stay where they are, try to make improvements within what they have going on now, and if it doesn't work out the following season, that's when you need to go ahead and make a change. But it's probably better to be ahead of it than to, uh, I guess, take a risk or a gamble and then be behind even more on the other side. Yeah, because I, I felt like when it was Sam Pittman, before he was hired at Arkansas, I'm sure a lot of people remember that coaching search, 
you fired Chad Morris with two weeks left in the season, yet you were the last opening or the last vacancy in the SEC to fill. So you were the first one to fire your coach in the SEC that year, but yet you were the last one to fill the vacancy because you had Mississippi State make a change. They brought in Mike Leach. You had Ole Miss make a change and brought in Lane Kiffin. You had, uh, I believe it was, uh, what was uh, I think Eli Drinkwitz was hired at Missouri. And then you had, there was another coach I think they got brought in. Um, may have been Shane Beamer. And either way. All, all those coaches, those three. Yeah. What they all have in common are those were names that were thrown out there for the Arkansas job. Mm-hmm. And then they all each take other jobs. Yeah. And that's why people hold a grudge against Eli Drinkwitz to this day because he's from Arkansas. He coached in Arkansas. But then he takes a job in Missouri. He did what was it in his best interest. Yeah. I hold a, a grudge against Eli Drinkwitz just because I don't like his personality. Like I, this, that whole thing with Dan Mullen really rubbed me the wrong way when he was talking about when Dan Mullen wore that Darth Vader outfit after that Halloween fight that broke out in that game, and you know, had, and then Eli Drinkwitz says douchebaggery breeds douchebaggery. Says that about Dan Mullen. Then the next year he takes a little lightsaber out and puts a hood over and says, "May the force be with you." After they beat Florida, I'm like, well, guess who's still standing and who's winning right now? Oh, I know, Eli Drinkwitz. I know, but it, it just still doesn't take away the fact that he's a douchebag. Like, I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. So I, that's what the only reason I don't like Eli Drinkwitz. But the point is, is like when that happened and you had the coaching search going on and you were the last one to fill your vacancy, you kind of felt like you were that kid at uh, the after-school program that, uh, you know, you're, you're playing with all your friends and everything, and suddenly you're the only one there, and you feel like your, fr- your, fam- your parents forgot to pick you up. Like, that's how I felt. I was like, okay, well, everybody else has a coach. Everybody else has got their stuff figured out. You know, I'm just sitting here going in the wind. Don't really know what's going on. That's because if you think about those jobs, too, Arkansas was in the worst position at the time. Yeah, they, they were at the lowest point, and – there were coaches that felt like when they looked around, there were a lot better situations for them, and they they took those better situations. Yeah, I still believe that there were uh, some things in place that could have happened, that should have happened, looking back upon it. But uh, then you ended up with Sam Pittman. So you just the point is is that you don't want to be put in that position again, where the coaching changes have happened, and you're looking for in a vacancy, and then everybody else is getting their coaches together. They're getting a jump on it, and you're sitting there a week after the fact or whatever it is, waiting on when your coach is going to get hired and you're not hearing anything, you don't know, you're uncertain. Signing day is coming up for the early signing period. The team's waiting in limbo, transfer portal stuff. Like, if if you're going to make – here's what I'm hoping happens. I'm not, I, I don't know if Sam Pittman's going to be going or not, but if Sam Pittman is going to be going and moving on, I just hope that it's done. And the reason that's being waited on right now is that Juracek's like, all right, we're going to move him out and okay – we're going to bring this person in. Like, he's got somebody in mind. He's got somebody that he's, he's going to say, all right, this is our guy, instead of, all right, we fired him. Now we're going to go through the process. Well, there's more to be worked out with Sam Pittman before you even get to that point. And the deciding factor, which it often is, was money. Oh, yeah. It, it was the fact that Arkansas didn't want to pay a certain amount of money. They wanted to save some money. And when you save some money, you get what you pay for. Yeah, because you have when you had two different buyouts going on, that was a problematic for your uh, for your school too, and that kept you in a in a bad situation. But you're not in that bad situation right now, or at least not as bad of a situation. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. RC is in Little Rock. What's going on, RC? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, always enjoy your show. So I have a question for you. So what do you think, or who do you think are going to be the if there were a top three, in your opinions, who would be those top three? Are we looking for a young up-and-comer, or are we looking for just an established football coach that knows a winning program and that has taken a program to a certain level? I mean, RC, I, I I look at it as either one. It's just you got this is what the job is of Hunter Yurichek and everybody that's involved in the hiring is like. I don't care who it is. I don't care like what they what their background is as far as oh are they an up and comer oh they're an established coach. It's just got to be a guy who, who's the right fit, you know. Like we've we've seen successful coaches at Arkansas be up and comers, and then they come in and they're successful. But we also seen coaches that have been established successes that came in and had success too, like a Bobby Petrino. Like it, it doesn't. I don't care about which which way or not. I I would prefer more of an offensive minded person and somebody who you know can understand how to you know, what Arkansas is and what they can be and, you know, how you can mold it into that. But I just want somebody who fits and comes in and just does a good job. I don't care what their background is. Well, to me, 
Sam Pittman sounds resigned to his fate, the way his, his tone and his demeanor is after the practice that they've had this week, and I'm listening to some of his, inter- his interviews, and it just seems like he's just not, he doesn't have any type of, of a spark anymore, and, and I don't know if that's because maybe he's already been told the writing's on the wall, but that's just the way I, I, I'm seeing it come across. And I'm going to leave you with this. I don't know if anybody's asked you guys this question, but would Gus Malzahn ever be considered a choice? Well, I'll tell you this, RC, and appreciate the phone call. We have been asked that many times uh, already, and yeah, the answer is, is I think people would want him. I think he'd be an option, but I don't know if he's going to leave. And I don't know if Juracek in Arkansas even wants him as an option. I don't know. But people have been throwing the name around, that's for sure, trying to bring him back home. Uh, let's go to uh, Matt, who's in Little Rock. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. Who did he say is an option? I'm sorry. I, I just got back in the car. Malzahn. Gus Malzahn. Oh, you know, Malzahn doesn't want to come here. He already played us. I mean, I would love to have <laughs> Malzahn, but we screwed him over, and he's proved his point several times to us that he doesn't want to come here. And if he did come here, I would honestly, I would. It would be it would be a fifty fifty thing. I would be really glad that he was here, but I would also be worried every step of the way that he was getting ready to do something just just destructive of the program. Um, so you know, as much as I would like Malzahn, you know, I I don't know he'd be a good fit. But people say that about Petrino. I, I said give Petrino another chance. You know, who cares? Um, anyway, I don't know that either of those will happen. But guys, what what um, you know, hypothetically, what are we thinking about Jimbo? I mean, if we're throwing all this money and all these hypotheticals around for a a coach, John, you said that that fits you know, fits the bill, what fits the bill? You know, why not go for Jimbo? He's already got a fat contract. Pay him. You know, pay him more. Say we'll give you nine grand, nine million a year. I mean, you know, what, what, is our, what is our limit per year and what is the quality of coach that we're willing to settle for? Because it seems like the last almost 15 years we've had this same type of discussion at some point and, you know, what is, what is the level of coach we are willing to settle for? Mm-hmm. What's the price we're going to be able to pay for even a mediocre coach? And what's the most we're going to be willing to spend to go get somebody with a real name to them and fix, you know, fix it? Uh, I'll hang up with listen. Appreciate it, Matt. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the ultimate thing is just a matter of how much money you're working with and and uh, also getting somebody that's there. But I think another fascinating element to this, and this is something that's going to be the first time for Arkansas, it, they haven't moved on from Sam Pittman, so he's still the coach. But since we're talking about it, if he was to move on and if he was no longer the coach, it's like this is going to be the first football you hire yet you would make in the NIL era. And so that is something that coaches who are going into a position they want to have. They want to have, okay, well, if I'm going to go in here, I want to make sure I can be in part of a program that can get me the best of players. So... I think that that will also be something to watch for where, yes, money, facilities, recruiting, all that stuff, but is it is Arkansas going to be a program that can allure certain coaches just because, hey, do they truly have a great NIL program? Do they truly support it? Do they truly have the money into it? That might be able to draw some names that maybe you wouldn't get before the NIL era. Southern Structural Solutions text line, Eric and Maumel says, what about Chip Kelly? Chip Kelly is somebody who runs a high-powered offense, and uh, could bring some differences to what we've seen in the past. So, yeah, that's a good name, but don't know if it's realistic. Yeah, I mean, they're being at UCLA and about to join the Big Ten. I feel like he's got, he's got a good thing going on for him over there, too. And listen, you can talk about names all day long, and, you know, again, it's, it's all fun pie in the sky for a lot of them, but until something changes, until something happens, I mean, Sam Pittman's still the coach. He's still the coach right now. And uh, there's really... Uh, no reason to continue to talk about all the different names get thrown around, but it still is pretty fun here on a wide open Wednesday. But we got more out of bounds coming up next, so stay with us. 
Are you a fan or are you the ultimate fan? Play the Elon DK Ultimate Sports Fan Package Sweepstakes for a chance to prove you're the world's greatest armchair quarterback. All from the comfort of your own home theater. Visit an Elon DK near you to enter for a chance to build your own home theater with a $5,000 Best Buy gift card plus a YouTube TV gift card. Your ticket to streaming your favorite games this season. Visit an Elon or DK today and score big. No purchase necessary. 18 or older message and data rates may apply. For official rules, eligibility, terms and conditions, and privacy policy, visit mylon.com slash ultimate sports fan sweeps. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. Watney Chevrolet has consistently been at the top when it comes to new Chevrolet sales in their zone, surpassing dealers from Northeast Arkansas to Mississippi. And that success in new car sales has resulted in an overstock of trade-in used vehicles. Since these cars have to go before the end of the year, Watney Chevrolet is hosting a used car liquidation sale that beats anything in the market. And to make it happen, they've partnered with Capital One to get everyone approved for the biggest discounts of the year. Every major manufacturer is represented. And they're all good enough for mom. Used tracks as low as $299 per month. Sparks as low as $279 per month. How about a car payment under $200? Get in a Rogue as low as $174 a month. It's Guatney Chevrolet's used car liquidation sale. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. Stock numbers 24831A. P9-526-25105A. Shh. <laughs> Hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupid's. Enjoy. <laughs> Here's another remarkable success story from QC Kinetics. This one from Chad, who hurt his knee at the gym one day, and it just kept on hurting for months. From my high school football and wrestling days, I already had a little bit of damage in there, but this just sent it over the edge. Chad tried traditional treatments with no improvement. When he turned to the non-surgical regenerative treatments at QC Kinetics. It was really fascinating how they did their work, and the science behind it was very intriguing, and it works. Extracting the cure out of my own body blew my mind. It's like I'm brand new again. It was fantastic. That's because the QC Kinetics natural biologic treatments use your body's own healing power to restore damaged tissue in your hips, shoulders, back, and knees, providing long-lasting relief. Now I'm back at the gym. I'm 100% feeling great. If you're tired of suffering with pain from arthritis or injury, call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Is your marriage over? Assets? Debts? Custody? For divorces, hire the Lions. There's no one better to protect your pride than our pride of legal Lions. Exceptional communication and exceptional results in both the negotiating room and the courtroom. Lion Legal, the legal pride of Arkansas. Call 227-ROAR and Lion Legal will come roaring to the rescue. Want to voice your opinion so you don't have to hear the same terrible callers every day? Are you behind on your credit card bills? Good, pick up the phone and start dialing. Is your landlord ready to evict you? Good, pick up the phone and start dialing. Does your girlfriend think you're a worthless loser? Good, pick up the phone and start dialing. Then call or text 501-661-1037 to help the cause. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Coach, I asked you what the host of this party was going to be serving up today. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. On 1037 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has best deals in the market, been doing it 60 plus years. Give them a call, 501 982 2102. Plenty of deals going on at Guatney Chevrolet. New car sales has resulted in overstock and trade-in vehicles. 
So Guadney has pre-owned liquidation sale that beats anything in the market. They partner with Capital One to make sure everyone gets approved for the biggest discounts. And you can get pre-owned vehicles such as Trax and Sparks as low as $299 a month. And uh, Rogue as low as $174 a month. Make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online. GuadneyChevrolet.com. Get a deal started on GuadneyChevrolet.com before making a trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. See all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. And if you need a service, get that service scheduled today. They have convenient service hours throughout the week. Also, Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon, in case you can't make it throughout the week. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is Out of Bounds here on a wide open Wednesday. Appreciate everybody listening in. Going to have Pat Bradley joining us here in about 15 minutes. Thanks to Motorsports Authority. And uh, we'll also have what's training the world of sports, but I know we have a lot of people want to get in on the phone lines and call in, so uh, we'll try to work through some of those. Let's first uh, have Chuck and Litterock lead us off. What's up, Chuck? What's up, y'all? What's up, man? Hey, Chuck. Hi. Um, I got two names that intrigue me. One is Cliff Kingsbury. Um, he's definitely someone who can recruit and develop quarterbacks, um, and I think he's learned his lesson of uh, not uh, wanting – to pay much attention to defense. Um, I think he's probably learned that lesson. A lot of the talking heads on ESPN are saying that that's who A&M should go after because of how well he recruits um, Texas, and he already knows where all of the landmines in Texas recruiting are. Uh, that would obviously benefit us very well also. And the other one is a little weird, but it seems like a couple of years ago when everything was going well, a lot of the people that, that – I was talking to thought it would be a great idea to try to keep the band together and then when Sam retires um, have Kendall Bryles become the new head coach well I just looked at their schedule um, they lost a lot of games this year but it wasn't because they weren't scoring they scored a lot of points this year um, I don't think Kendall Bryles coming back to be a head coach here would be a, such a bad idea well, I mean, again, once they get to that point, they may have uh, some of those guys want to apply for the job. But until that happens, Chuck, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But appreciate your phone call. Uh, let's go to J.K. in Fairfield Bay. What's up, J.K.? Hey, guys. I got family in Walton, and I went to see Chris play, and his family told me, he said, uh, his, his uncle told me, he wanted to be a Razorback quarterback. And i tell you what, that guy is, Talented, and he wants to be a Razorback. And I hope the coach and the next coach can take that talent because he's electric, man. I've seen him play, and you know, I don't know, but he wants to be a Razorback, and I'll hang up and listen. I appreciate J.K. I think we heard Sam Pittman talk about that uh, Criswell has earned a right to play, and they don't know, uh, or at least they haven't revealed exactly how much he'll play or what his role will be this Saturday, but. Sounds like Sam Pimenez is expecting him to have a role in the play, and uh, who knows, maybe even against Missouri at the end of the year. He may start for all we know. Like, I don't know. But uh, Oh, in the last two games, he definitely should have a role. Yeah. And we've uh, even prior to Coach Pittman saying it, then we were thinking that that should have been part of the process because you're out of bowl contention. So once it got to the point where you were out of bowl contention, now you want to get some of those younger players on the field and see what they can do. Yep, start building towards the future. Let's go to Sterling using Center Ridge. What's up, Sterling? Oh, nothing much. And '99 uh, was the year before uh, Witten's arrival. You know, he caught the touchdown pass in that six overtime game. That's right. Yeah, Steelers you're right. In, in 2002, but played I, against Matt Jones. I, mean, I don't mean right. I don't mean no harm. You know, it's a caller-driven show, and people can call in and talk what they want to talk about. But I, I really need to have a little class and wait till the guys not working there anymore before we started coming up with all these names out of the wazoo. And you're just coming up with names that you heard of. I mean, I mean, the athletic director have a deeper, deeper, you know, he has more names, you know, he knows more about assistance. I mean, I, I mean, I know it's fun to throw out names and everything, but let's, can we wait till the, fire, the coach is fired first? I mean, can we at least do that? I mean, why are we in such a rush? It ain't like they're going to fire him and then hire a new coach the very next day. You're going to have plenty of time to give, give up all your shenanigans names. Uh, you got plenty of time. Well, I mean, you, you know, you, you know, Sterling, you know, kind of how I look at it too is why maybe people are doing that. 
is because it's fun to them. You know, it, it's just one of those things that, and I'm not meaning in a, in a mean way. It's just there's certain things that, that are fun, and people, it's fun to dream. It's fun to put things together. It's fun to to do all that, and I think that people are just wanting to jump the gun and say, all right, let's get to the fun part. You know, don't worry about the, the other stuff. Let's just, let's just make it fun because that's what I want to happen, and that's what I need to happen, so hopefully I can just talk to it in an existence. I think there's a little bit of element of that. It's just fun for some people. And, and your analogy about the kid waiting to be picked up from school, I, I understand it differently. We was in the church, coaching church last time. I said, if the kid lined up against the wall and they're picking teams, and all these coaches are picking teams, and we were the last one on the roll. And we got picked by. Yeah, I mean, that, that could, that's, a, that's a fair analogy, too. That's a fair one. And, I mean, I like Pittman just fine, but, I mean, we're talking about name coaches. You know, a lot of people didn't just knew him because he coached here at the university. If he had never coached up here in the first place, they would never known the offensive line coach, let's be honest, yeah. for most most people. Yeah. And you guys I'll, have a great day. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thanks for calling in. No, I agree with Sterling on that. And I also think, too, it's about the, the place of where your program is at. Like, Arkansas was in the, the bottom of the bottom of the bottom during that time. And, you know, there was an element where a lot of people did not want that job for various reasons, but think that's the case but then if you like compare it to you know when you were in a better spot you know whether it was after houston nut left or after petrino left because the program was still had some elements to it that was still probably like you got some pretty big name coaches from that when you hired bobby petrino and say what you want about brad bielema but that was a huge name hire the balance of it though is money talks and so if you're in a situation where nobody wants to take the job you throw a certain amount of money out there now more people are listening the ones that probably wouldn't listen before they're listening. Mm-hmm. But I still think that even even with the money, they still want to be in a position to where they feel like they can be successful. Oh, they want to, but as we know, there was a situation that came down to money, and that's why Arkansas ended up hiring Sam Pittman, because they missed someone else because they couldn't get the money right and get the money together. Right, yeah. No, I know I understand that. But I'm just saying that like in this particular case, though, now, since you have, uh, you still would have a buyout for Sam Pittman if you moved on from it. It's it's in a different situation where now coaches, we look at it. You have a little bit more money to work with, but also, are you in a place that you can be successful? Can coaches go in there and be successful? Because I still believe that there were you know coaches that may have taken the job if because uh, I mean I think it was the difference between Lane Kiffin and, and Arkansas is like a, a half half a million dollars per year something like that or a little bit more. I mean, who knows if they would have said, oh, yeah, we'll match that, and then, you know, what would, would it have happened? I don't know. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to have all the elements. you got to have as much pieces as possible, and that's what makes it competitive. It's like getting recruits. It's like some head coaches are going to – you're going to have to recruit them, recruit those head coaches to you. And you got to offer them the best incentives that you can have, whether it's money, whether it's facilities, whether it's the team, whether it's players, NIL, whatever it is. got to figure out how you can offer it to the best of the, your ability – and make it seem like an attractive place for them to come to. So, but again, also there are other factors with uh, not only the buyout, but Arkansas is building new facilities, so there's a lot of money going into that. Oh yeah, yeah, and they need that uh, type of re- renovations, like the Bud Walton Arena, especially because that's on the that's on the pipeline. But we're gonna take a top of the hour update. When we come back, we'll get to Pat Bradley. Thanks to Motorsports Authority. Talk to him about pretty much everything going on in the sports world, and keep it moving here on Out of Bounds on Wide Open Wednesday. So stay tuned. Tune in to hear what the Head Hog has to say each Wednesday with the Sam Pittman Show. Brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer. You know I wish that I had cookies too. I wish that I had cookies too. No better value for your buck. 